where we're at right now is FDA yesterday came out with an approval. Basically, and you know, FDA says who can get the shot, okay? It sort of looks at all the, the clinical literature, the research, and says, you know, it's safe and effective in these groups, okay? So yesterday it came out and said anybody five years of age and older, regardless of your vaccination status, could get a dose of this new monovalent if it has been two months since your last vaccine. Okay, so that's like five and older. Mm -hmm. If you're unvaccinated, though, and you're six months of age through four years, it's a little more complicated, or if you're vaccinated. So it, depending on the number of vaccines you've had and the timing will depend on what you need to do in the future. And those orders aren't out yet, but they have changed, basically, that you're probably going to get more than one if you're between six months and four years of age. But for the general population, it will just be one vaccine, sort of getting into the rhythm, the cadence of, of a flu shot. You know, every fall you get one, this one has been tweaked to match what's circulating right now and has proven to be very effective. Now, the CDC, ACIP, the committee that looks at vaccine, will meet today. And we'll talk about who should get the vaccine. Now, FDA said all these groups can get it. But CDC will weigh in and say, you know, if you're over 65, you should get it. If you're 60 years of age, you should get it. If you're over five, they're going to sort of tell you who should really get it. And I'm sure there's going to be the standard immunocompromised individuals with underlying health conditions, at risk. So it's, it's going to be interesting how this rolls out today and tomorrow, um, and we'll see. But we are very hopeful we will get this vaccine by next week. Okay, so there's a lot of things changing. And as you mentioned, uh, the next couple of days, because what I was reading last night sounds completely different that you were just telling me. What I read last night is 12 plus, yes, get this new vaccine six months to 11 you could get it in an emergency situation but mm-hmm. is that true or false no that's not what cdc okay has said. now cdc gotcha. will come out today after acid needs these are just the groups that can get it because of the research that supports the vaccine works it doesn't mean cdc is going to say the same thing and say you know we think yes everybody should get this so we're going to have to see what comes out of ASIP today and see if, in fact, it does match or if they're tweaking it a little bit. Donna Scotus with us. She is the commissioner of the Summit County Health Department. So, Donna, with all that being said, what are you hearing as far as the cost for these vaccines? Is it going to be covered by insurance? Is it going to be covered by health departments? A lot of people want to know that because the government, as you know, is backed off. It's taking care of the cost of a lot of these vaccines. Correct. So there's no longer a state of emergency. So the federal government did not purchase vaccines for distribution. So there's two pathways to get vaccinated. First, you'll have private insurance. It's been privatized. So it means it goes through your insurance. It is considered preventive. 
so there should be no copay with it. So it should be like your flu shot. When you go get a Medicare flu shot, it's free for most providers. It's free because they say there's no copay because you're, you're actually engaging in a prevention activity, okay? The other one is there's a bridge program that's rolling out that will be to, um, for providers who have uninsured patients. So I'm sure we'll get some of that vaccine if it comes through the federal government. It will happen to the FQHCs, the federally qualified health centers, the community health centers. It will go areas where we know there's a higher percentage of uninsured, and then they're going to allow us to administer it, or they may even send some to hospitals and providers. We just don't know yet. The program has not been released yet. Um, but the bottom line is it will be a way to get it if you are uninsured. Okay. Donna Scotta is with us. She's the commissioner of the Summit County Health Department. So, Donna, let's talk about distribution here. You mentioned you're hoping to get this vaccine in the next week. Can we anticipate the drive through clinics like you used to have? Because I imagine with the insurance cards now, that would certainly slow down that whole thing. But how do you plan on distributing the vaccine? Have you talked about that yet? Yes, we have. We've um, been, you know, looking at different options. Yes, the insurance card does slow it down. Um, however, you can have folks pre-register and keep it running. You know, like we have in the past, we've had people pre-register. We just didn't charge anybody. Um, and so we'll have to see how that, what that looks like or what the demand is. Um a lot of folks just choose to go to their pharmacies, and there's a, there's a chance that a pharmacy may get it before us. And so I think if that happens, then a lot of people are just going to go to their pharmacies and get it. So we'll just have to see what the demand is, but we have already anticipated that we think we'll try to do at least one or two drive-thrus. So, Donna, with all that being said, with the vaccine that you're hoping to get within the next week, FDA approval, I imagine this is even more important now because what? You and I have talked about it. Uptick in cases, and I was reading even yesterday, anticipating our conversation, uptick in hospitalizations, at least across the country. So give us an update on what you're seeing and hearing pertaining to COVID. Yes, um, you're exactly right. There has been an uptick. It's nowhere near what we were the last year and a half. So that's good news. We are seeing hospitalizations climb a tad. We're seeing um, cases increase. Like the last two weeks in Summit County, we were like at 88 cases per 100,000. Now we're at 95. Not a huge jump. Those are still pretty low numbers compared to where we have been with the other COVID vaccines or the other COVID, um, you know, sort of spikes. But let me say this. This data is really shaky, Ray, because not everybody reports their COVID infection. And when the state of emergency ended, you no longer had to report negatives and positives. So therefore, we really don't have a good count as to what the numbers look like. We don't know. It's just like flu. They're starting to treat it just like influenza. So the only thing they're tracking are hospitalizations and deaths. And that's why you're hearing some of this information coming out about the, you know, the cases have come up a little bit. 
And again, not unusual at this time of year with coronaviruses. They like to circulate in the fall, and it's continuing to do so. So as long as we stay on this course, I think we'll be okay. If we get a new mutant or variant that comes along that is different, we might see numbers escalate, and you might see death escalate. But remember, you're seeing more hospitalizations because more people have it. It's sort of like, you know, equal. And then you're also seeing more death because more individuals that are ill or have underlying health conditions or advanced age are getting it as well. So I want people to be careful. You need to watch out. You need to stay home if you're sick, test. But, you know, we are seeing an increase, but it's nowhere near what it has been in the past. She's a commissioner of the Summit County Health Department, Donna Skoda, with us. So, Donna, let's also talk about this. There's two parts of this question. RSV, it's flu season. You got the COVID vaccine. Those are all different vaccinations that people must get in line to get. And that can be confusing to some. So talk about the availability, what you're seeing, the upcoming flu season, RSV, unfortunately, alive and well. And then as we just talked about with COVID. Yeah, it is confusing, right? Because now we're telling folks you need three vaccines. And I want to um, correct something I said last week. You were saying, oh, it's 60 years of age. And I said, no, it's 65 for RSV. But I was reading something a while ago. It is 60 years of age in order to be able to get the RSV vaccine. But right now, the only people who have that are pharmacies. And they're the only people that can have it and bill for it. We don't even have it. In fact, we don't even have our flu vaccine yet. Mm. Pharmacies have it, though. So, I mean, you're in a situation now where if you consult with a pharmacist, they can tell you the recommendation for RSV is that you talk to your physician before you decide to take it or you get a health consult um, because there are some side effects and you want to make sure that the risk is worth the benefit. And that's why you want a medical provider to weigh in on the RSV vaccine. But right now it is only available at pharmacies. Now flu, we will get our flu probably this week next week um and flu will be you know again modified to meet what is circulating now we've seen an uptick in southeastern united states um in some of the covid excuse me the rsv cases they're starting to tick up a little bit but again not that unusual we had kids always used to get it children always had rsv kids always ended up hospitalized last fall we had a big surge and it was even older adults getting RSV and getting hospitalized so we'll have to see what comes out of this but honestly if you talk to your pharmacist you talk to your physician you know all three are available um, but at a pharmacy so you'd have to talk to the pharmacist to see what is best for you to do and or your physician and even more important Donna as we wrap up our conversation this morning and that's testing for COVID and such, because now when you got all this other stuff going on and add in allergies, right? So you not only have yeah, RSV, yeah. you've got COVID, you've got the flu season upon us. And of course, you've got allergies, all this stuff going on. Really important to get testing. And do you still have test kits and are they still readily available for the public? Yes, we have test kits. We're very willing to give them to you. Um, you just have to walk in the door and ask for them. 
and we want people to have them. So if you do have a plugged up head or you don't feel quite right, you test. You know, I had a person call me yesterday and said, hey, I, I think I'm sure I have the flu. What do I do? And my first question is, have you tested for COVID? And the answer is no, I don't think it's COVID. You don't know what it is until you test. Right. And even if you test for COVID, it, it still doesn't mean because you're sick you have influenza. So we have to be careful. The best thing to do is to stay away um, from folks when you are ill. You know, wear a mask if you're in your home and be careful around vulnerable individuals. Like I've always said, Ray, you or I may, might recuperate from it just fine, but there's somebody out there who won't. And so you want to be very careful when you're not feeling well as to who you go around. 